let's shift a little bit of uh, focus, Chris, um, and talk a little bit about the power of an email list. I think uh, you're a proponent of it. You know, I, I, as I said, you know, you have um, uh, the, the newsletter that I personally subscribe. I think I found you about a couple months ago and love the newsletters coming out. Uh, what is the power of email to you and should distilleries small or big leverage it? What are your thoughts? Uh, that's also another interesting one. I mean, I, I put newsletters on par with podcasts. Uh, mm-hmm. let's say it's a little bit easier to do. I mean, depending what type of person you are, I mean, if you're a writer or, <laughs> or, or a video person or an audio person, but, but I put them on the same level in the sense that those channels for me are to build trust. So, you know, you build reach with something like Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want to like all the social media, but then you don't go in detail. So if you look at my posts on LinkedIn, they are, I mean, I, I make them like a tweet. So 280 characters kind of thing. And then if you want to deep dive, you read the newsletter because I don't want to steal too much of your time, honestly. You know, like you are flipping through stuff on LinkedIn or Twitter. You know, I'm going to give you some hints. And then if you want to deep dive into that topic, you go down. And then you understand really what I mean. You know? And it's it's probably the same concept as your podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, this is the moment where I really understand how you think as a person uh, and as a distiller and as mm-hmm. a business person. So in 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 my view, <clears throat> I think that's great. Like that, that that would be great to 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 find the time to do that. And I always look at it as because a lot of people told me, like I've been writing for two years now, every day. And people say, Oh, how do you find time to do that? And it's just like, I mean, it's just like uh having lunch. You know, you find the time <laughs> to do it if you want to. You just deprioritize something else and you prioritize this one. And like we are finding time now to do it. Exactly. Uh, exactly. You know, it's just like a matter of uh, of doing that. And that bill, it's again, it's a long-term thing. You know, when I started the newsletter, I had 20 people mm-hmm. and I still wrote it. It's mm-hmm. not that I said, oh, I'm going to write it in one month when I have 50 because sorry, 20 guys, <laughs> I'm not going to send it to you today because you're only 20 and I, I need 50 to be worth it. You know, so it's this kind of... Uh, thing again because you know you go really broad with these kind of things with you know newsletter and so on and it's again like build the category so to to to, to close the loop and sorry if i'm taking a bit no, of a no, route no. but it's um like if you if you're gonna do a newsletter to to just like talk about your whiskey and how cool you are then don't do it mm. you know if you're gonna do a newsletter about building the category and building, you know, I'm an, I'm a new to bourbon. I'm a new to American whiskey. I don't know what rye means, you know, teach me something, educate me on it. And then I will, I will be committed to you because you were always the person that mm-hmm. helped me out in this. Yeah. It goes back to that me, me, when you, when you sell an on-prem, right? Uh, stop yes. talk, stop talking. Maybe you can talk a little bit about the me, but I think you, you got to figure out how do you up, up a little bit the level to talk about the broader category. Exactly. And as you said, maybe educate your consumers, what brandy or whiskey or gin and the different variations perhaps, and kind of maybe pick a topic a week and do a deep dive on that. Um, yeah. 
And and I mean, let, let me give you an example, like a real life example. When I was working for a brand, like when um, when I was working for Pilsner Urquell and uh, here in, uh, and the way I would sell Pilsner Urquell to bar owners would be, you've got a standard lager and then you've got IPAs and craft beers because they're cool. No? But what you're missing is something in between. So it's it's a it's a hoppy pilsner. It's it's a balanced hoppy, but like on low ABV. That because IPA people are gonna drink one or two, and they're gonna be stuffed, and they won't order food maybe because mm-hmm. they're so full. You know, you need something that is a good accompaniment with food. It's hoppy enough that it's satisfying, la- rather than a standard lager that is more blunt. And but until now, I haven't mentioned any brands. And it's like you need something like this. And by the way, let me introduce you. You know, once that I sure. hooked you mm-hmm. on the thinking of uh, actually, I need a beer like that. Okay, what well, which beer is like that? And then now I got it. Mm-hmm. Now I have my beer for you. You know, but but if I come with hey, hi, I'm from Pilsen Rukul and uh, I'm here to sell you a beer. And sorry, we've got already a lot of beers here. Thanks. Yeah. See yeah, you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. By the way, it's a great beer. It's one of my favorite lagers too. So that's uh <laughs> that's that's a great one. So that's a plug there. But uh uh that that's a great point too. It's like you gotta you gotta up level a little bit and yeah, bring that theme and what the restaurant is trying to do, which as you said, exactly. if if they have exactly. a list of IPAs. You, yeah. you can make room for another one. So yes. what's your you have meat? You are a vegan place. You want to have like you are a sushi restaurant. You have light meal. You have fish. You have a you know what 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 are you trying to do? And also the other tip I would give is like study the back bar, study their range, because that range is already it's basically like it's almost like if they gave you their email password. <laughs> you know, you know you you can understand so much from a bar menu and a back bar about the owner that you're going to really read through the things. It's like, okay, this is a rum guy. This is a whiskey lady. This is like, you know, like you can already see like if, if, if it's a sushi restaurant and you've got like five scotch, then it's like, okay, this person is into scotch. You know, like there's no other reason why you should have five scotch in a sushi restaurant mm-hmm. <laughs> apart Absolutely. from that. Or maybe the people that go there love scotch or whatever, no? So... Study, I, I like to study, study, study the menu, study, like do homework, homework. That's the, yeah. that's the, that's the thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, okay. In a, in a recent newsletter, you called out, you know, cut what's not essential for your brand. Example, the, the 33 botanicals in your gin, you know, um, can, can you expand a little bit of that and offer your advice? How do we best balance, um, that? with the brand identity, kind of that message that the differentiator, you know, instead of being gray, Maybe those thirty-three botanicals is what puts us uh, a little bit above. H- how do you how do you find the balance between those uh, key points uh, to the brand discussion when you talk to on-prem or anybody else? Yeah, you you got you got me on that one. Like I think that's the, that was the when I was writing, I said like, okay, like the the distillers are gonna are gonna are gonna hate me for, <laughs> for what I said. No, I what 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 I mean by that is that um, there is a tendency as a distiller. Or um, or a brewer to to um, to create liquids that you like, rather than liquids that are for the market. And then everybody can play the card that's like, oh, but I'm not for everyone. You know, I'm a niche product, and I want to be 
super hoppy and I want to be super smoky and I want to be those kind of things. But but there must be a reason for that because I cannot just buy a whiskey that is super pitted just because the distiller loves peat, <laughs> you know, and all of his friends love peat. So they all told me, told him in the eco chamber, that's a great product. Let's do it, you know? And especially like, especially in whiskey, this is more important because I mean, you are aging. So it's going to be three, five, 10 years before you hit something that maybe was trendy today, but in 10 years time, it's not going to be trendy anymore. So what I mean by that is that like build the, like when, when I wrote that one, I was specifically talking about value chain, especially. And I said like, you know, build the value chain from the glass up to the distillery. Mm-hmm rather than from the distillery down to the glass because otherwise then your whiskey is going to end up in a 50 bucks per drum <laughs> just because you know the wood was expensive and uh, you know and the, the the peat was expensive and everything was expensive and back to the gin you know the botanicals like you may be using some crazy botanicals that just because you loved them when you were going into the fields in britain you loved but nobody else care about, nobody has uh, that, you know, uh, connection to it. So unless it's a botanical that you can justify when I'm sipping the gin or when I'm drinking the gin and tonic or when I'm eating some food with it, and then it's like, oh, can you smell, can you taste that flavor? Oh, yes. Okay. Now that's a botanical that you should keep. But then if it's a botanical that gets destroyed in distillation <laughs> or infusion um, among the other 30, you know, maybe you don't need 33. Uh, you need you yeah. need 18. And then that would kind of that's that's gonna cut your cogs down massively. And then you can fight with you know another gene that that you that you are targeting. Yeah, and I think to to be fair with the, with the article, you know, I picked that specific one, but you were talking really about the cogs, right? The overall cogs, because it yeah. goes back to that uh, the third per- pillar that we talked about the the affordability and the margins for the on premise. Yes. If if you yes. have the same Washington product, uh, all the same, but one is a little bit cheaper, probably the the bar owner will go for the little bit cheaper because they can mark it up a little bit more and then more money in their exactly. pocket. So. It's exactly. it's that fine balance of making exactly. sure that your cogs at the glass level uh, make sense, and that's really exactly. the. Exactly. But I think that's that's a good overall aspect yeah. because you got to think about the botanical bill because that could get out of hand and expensive. Yeah. To the glass, to the, the packaging, label, the packaging, yeah, the packaging and so on. I mean, I see beautiful bottles with crazy corks, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, but I can't, I can't get rid of that cork because that's part of the. A USP and it's like, but there's no USP in a cork. I mean, there's it like USP should be in your product, in the liquid, and in the brand that you have created, not in the cork. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not buying the bottle for the cork, Interesting. and I'm not buying the bottle for the for the bottle. It could be, but sometimes it's a little bit misleading because this this brand. I mean, I come from branding agency background, and like sometimes it's a designer who created the bottle that spoke to the owner of a brand that is not even a distiller. And then all of a sudden, like all those costs come from, you know, left and right. And then it's like, yeah, but now we've got the, the, the mold of the bottle. Now we got it. So that's how much it costs. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. Uh, Chris, I'll ask you, quote unquote, the distiller round, but this is a common thing that I do for pretty much everybody in the podcast, okay. a little bit of five rapid questions to get a little bit inside of who you are with a business marketing uh, view instead of the distillery okay. side. But okay. uh, that's, same that's going to be interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> with that in mind, what do you think is your uh, biggest strength as a marketer slash business owner um, from, from your insight? Um, hmm. that would be that would be that I that I study. You know, I do a lot of homework. <laughs> That's probably the thing. Uh, when I don't understand something, I learn. I try to learn about it if it's worth it. Otherwise, I if it's not worth it, like I just keep it. But I think that's important to. Uh, to the second point that I would say is that I, I'm not afraid of changing my mind if I'm proven wrong. And on many things that I that I say today and today to you, if you spoke to me 18 months ago, you probably find something online that I say something <laughs> against what I'm saying today. But today yeah. is the real version of yeah. it because it's the is the elevated version of it's the evolution. myself 18, 18 months ago. Absolutely. That that would be the that would be the the the, the thing. I like that. Uh, with that, what do you think is the biggest weakness? <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming. Uh, weakness would be yeah that I I don't always uh, walk the talk. You know, like when I when I when I do my own business, I sometimes I'm I'm, I'm thinking like oh, I uh, I'm advising people on on something, but then I'm adv I'm advising on consistency, but then sometimes. I find myself non non consistent, so that's my internal struggle uh, that I'm trying to 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 overcome. You know, to really be consistent. Like, for example, like even like small things like LinkedIn posts, building demand. Well, a real example, like I'm planning to launch a podcast as well, mm -hmm. and I still haven't done it. I just bought the mic. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, haven't found the time. So I'm it, I'm preaching, I'm preaching that, but I'm I'm now focusing on emails and newsletters first. That's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a good. Uh, I think it gives you uh, a good understanding of what you need to work on, and I think as you uh, if you are aware. It usually it might take a little bit of time, but you you always get there. So that's at least my exactly. my exactly. Uh, view. Uh, what is the one thing that has you excited right now? Uh, Maybe the yeah, podcast. That would, actually, yeah, <laughs> that would actually be the podcast and yeah. the, the, the connection between the podcast and the and the the newsletter. You know, I'm mm -hmm. uh, I'm uh, I'm I've just switched to a paid premium newsletter um on my newsletter and uh because i want to get it better and better and uh and this is exciting because I'm, I'm i'm getting traction with the newsletter now and uh and i'm very excited in writing uh you know at the moment i really do the you know you get it on saturday afternoon and actually on saturday morning i'm i'm here typing in this office uh so it's very handmade <laughs> as a process absolutely uh what is your favorite drink i'm a seasonal drinker so uh kind of depends on the on the weather i i switch up my drinks what are you currently drinking that's cool oh okay so like the my go-to would be um a negroni uh-huh but uh but i like to to change it a little bit like so i sometimes i do the the boulevardier mm -hmm. uh sometimes i do the negroni mezcal so i like to, nice. i like to change so the base is always the same you know the bitter and the vermouth the sweet vermouth they they always stay 
And then uh, based on the season, probably, yeah, the, the gin is probably like more of a summer thing for me. Uh, or, or also the Americano. So the, <clears throat> you know, the, the lighter version of, of without, the Negroni. Without so the I, gin, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I put the soda in and and that's an easy, easier uh, way through the night. Awesome. Yeah, but absolutely. Would be, this would be the, 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 the thing. I love it. Good combinations. Uh, what is the one thing you wish you could have done sooner? Ah, uh, well, that could actually be one of those channels like the email and the podcast or mm -hmm. even starting earlier on LinkedIn. That would have been, uh, you know, when LinkedIn was less crowded than today, mm -hmm. you know, probably like I would have got much more traction than, uh, but then again, I need I needed that time to iterate um, uh, my thinking to really get sharper and sharper in uh, in writing. So, uh, but I would recommend it to anybody like to to really write on LinkedIn and and also Twitter because those are I know you're active on it, so it's uh... a little bit. I'm trying to, but yeah, there's there's too too much to be honest between you know the podcast and because I'm I'm I can a imagine. one. It's uh I do all the scheduling, pretty much everything in between. So it's uh I can imagine I as I you said, very same, manual. I have the same challenge. I have very the same manual. Challenge. Yes, 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 it's very yes. manual. I'm with you. Uh, okay, what is the best advice you ever received? Huh. uh that would probably be to really like niche down mm -hmm. so what i mean by that is to to really go into one thing like the the there is a there is an american guy that I'm, is a bit of a mentor for me justin welsh uh he is outside of the industry uh he's very active on linkedin and 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 he, he, talk, he talks about the niche of one so like what's your unique niche it's not only the niche but it's like what is unique to you and only you can know that uh, and only by writing and writing literally every day, you can understand that. Uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a writer at heart. It's just like that, you know, you're just, you know, by writing every day, then you get better at it. And, uh, and so really niching down because then only by going down, then you can expand from within. Uh, and to give you an example, like I, my my business has improved a lot when I stopped talking about, for example, retail, stopped talking about other stuff. I only talk about on-trade, working with wholesalers. I know it. many yeah. other things yes. and I could advise you on many other things, but I don't want to do that. Yes, yeah. other people can do it better than me. I do what I'm good at. And by being so niched, then I get phone calls because... I am one of the few people that can do that. Yes. Yeah. So and so it's a, it's counterintuitive in a way because then it's like especially as a consultant or advisor you are thinking, Oh, I'm missing like, I'm wanna... missing on this. I'm missing on that opportunity. Exactly. And then oh, yeah. but what about like uh, yeah. it probably is the same with you, no? It's like oh, but what about like the For for us it's the new, it's a new recipe. Oh, I got to make yeah. this product. I got to make this I product. I don't have a rye. Yes. Know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> man this the shiny object is is a real thing with uh with distillers <laughs> i can imagine it's can a imagine. constant struggle for sure <laughs> okay if you were to start all over again what would you change maybe niche down a little bit earlier or something else yes yeah that would be it one. yeah like, uh, uh, that would be it yeah i would i would go like which which is funny by the way because that this was the idea that i had at the beginning when i set up my own company and then it took me three years <laughs> to go back to it. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, it makes you feel like really like, 
what have I done for three years? But it was a process that probably I would have felt for three years, I would have felt I'm missing out. Uh, and now I'm consciously, <laughs> the you know, uh, convinced that this is the way. Got it. That's excellent. Uh, what is one personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? Ha ha ha! This is like uh, probably like the consist like the system that I've built. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on this one, I need to to thank again Justin Welsh for it. Uh, like the like a matrix system that really allows me to really be very fast in shooting content out. Um, and so on on that one, I must say I I became good in in consistency in that in that terms. Yeah, love it. Uh, I love books, Chris. Uh, any books that you can recommend to Distillery Nation? Uh, and it could be anything. Things that you uh reread things that you gift more often mm-hmm. um and yeah anything that you recommend so then i would i would say probably like two so one one book is a, is a is an industry thing it's called spiritus journey i don't know if you read that i have not uh it's by jared uh, brown i think it's called uh, and anastasia miller so it's a history of cocktails and uh, how how they started but in a very history kind of way so like like about hotels in new york that created that cocktail and what was there before and when you know they sold the hotel who bought it and all these kind of things uh there's two books on on that and then another one which is not really related but it's it's called empire uh it's by neil ferguson and I recommend that one because it it made me look at the world from a different perspective. Uh, it's basically like a like a how the British Empire started, and and how all the nations basically like came up to be what they are. So U.S., Australia, especially the Commonwealth uh, nations. Uh, you know how how the telegraph started, how the railways were built, and and so on. And so it's a bit of an infrastructure of the world that we see today. Uh, it makes you understand things a little bit better of you know, when, when we experience them. I love it. I love it. Uh, Chris, has, this has been phenomenal. What is one piece of parting guidance and the best way to connect with you and m- winning with drinks? So, uh, well, winningwithdrinks.com. Uh, that's, the, that's the website and the newsletter. You can subscribe there. And then on uh, on LinkedIn, of course, Chris Maffeo, uh, and on all, all the other social media at Maffeo Drinks, and you find me pretty much everywhere on uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, and everywhere. Absolutely, so that is yeah. the, the way. <laughs> Absolutely, I will link all the the social Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, the newsletter because I think everybody <laughs> should be subscribing. Uh, Chris has this has been phenomenal. I think you 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 dropped a lot of gold nuggets today, so I think a lot of people will find value. Thank you so much, and I hope we chat again very soon. Thank you, thank you, Elias. That was that was really good fun, and uh, thanks for having me. Hey, Distillery Nation! If you like what you heard today, please visit distillerynation.com to view all of today's show notes plus any of the previous ones. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Greek Distillery. Thank you for listening and have a great day.